You can't forget those special days, those events, the birthdays and that. I think the last time I was here that we spoke about the kingdom of God being more than just what we're waiting for, but it starts here now with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And as I was thinking this week, and so I had done a, um, a study oh, a few years ago, and it was a call, you know, about the road of maturity and how we need to grow in the fruits of the Spirit. And um, I want to talk about peace today, but also along with peace, I feel like I need to talk about hope because they go together. You know, in our society today, in our world today, you see a lot of people who have no hope or they have a misguided hope. They put their hope in the wrong things or the wrong people. And then once they become hurt, they're hopeless. So we have to look at a loss of hope equals a loss of peace because when you're hopeful, you have that nice grounding. You feel like, you know, even though things may not be perfect, I have hope. And that hope spawns to peace. That's what brings the peace in your life. And I feel very strongly, you know, we have a unique body of believers here. We're all kind of just mellow, laid back, you know. And, and um, I feel that God speaks to us, to each and every one of us. You know, some of us may have a ministry of grace. where We're gracious to people, or all of us. And... Um, peace and hope. I think that's our message to our community. You know, a message of grace, a message of peace, and a message of hope. Because sometimes you come off with strong words, or you know, when you're with somebody and all you do is quote Bible verses at it and they don't get it. Guess what? They don't get it. You know? So I think God has made us all unique where we can connect with people and be friends. We find people and become, you know, friends with them, and through that friendship, we have grace upon them because we may not know where they come from, but we can offer them hope, which in turn will create peace in their lives. So I just started thinking about that, and up to this, whenever I was doing this study, I um, did one on love and one of joy, and I want to just share that pattern with you, how it grows here. Now, God is love, and love is of God, so we, can, we cannot experience true or unconditional love unless he hadn't first loved us, okay? Unless we don't, if we don't have his love, we can't experience it. So he first loved us with his great love, and we rejoice and have joy in that. And our joy comes from him. Without God, without his love, you don't have that joy, you know? So we can't experience that. <clears throat> and it is our assurance that we belong to him, and he is our joy and our reason for rejoicing. So we will find today that he is our peace. Now, he's been called the Prince of Peace, and he gives peace that passes all understanding, and we have peace that only knowing him can bring. And this is what we need to offer a hurt world, you know. And even as Christians, I'm not talking just about the, non, the unbeliever, but even as us as Christians, sometimes we reach those milestones or hurdles in our lives that are, seem like you'll never get over it. You know, and the thing is, if we lose that hope, then we're restless. We lose that peace. So peace is lost when we lose hope. And we need to restore that in ourselves, too. So even if you find yourself today in a place where you feel like you're losing hope over some situation or whatever's going on today, just know God walks with you. 
Don't let go of the hope, and he'll restore your peace. So a generic um, term for peace or, you know, is absence of conflict. Now in the Hebrew, peace is called shalom. And in the Greek, I can't say the word. It's E-I-R-E-N-E. And it means your well-being, okay? So peace, we came out of all these things and I thought about it. Peace is rest or calmness of soul that only comes from knowing God. It's absence of conflict with God, not with the world, not with our circumstances or anything. It's absence of conflict with God. So he is the God of all peace. Now, God is the one who gives peace, and in Numbers 6.26, it says that the Lord turns his face toward you and give you peace. Leviticus 26.6, he says, I will grant peace in the land, and you will lie down, and no one will make you afraid. And we also know that he's made a covenant of peace. And there's a couple examples here. Isaiah 54.10, when, if you have time this week, look them up. Ezekiel 34.25 and Ezekiel 37:26. Now when we find in Isaiah 54:10, um, he's basically talking about he made this covenant with Israel, a time of peace would come and they would no longer be rebuked. In Ezekiel, he says he's speaking of Jesus and the contentment, fulfillment and the security that he's going to bring in his kingdom. And then also an everlasting covenant of peace was also talked about whenever this kingdom does come. But there are three conditions of the appropriation of peace that we also find. And we're going to look at those today in our scripture. Isaiah 26.3. And it says, You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Okay, so this is the first thing we see is that one of the conditions is that we trust in God. All right? If we're not trusting him, we're not going to have the peace, okay? When we are devoted to him, our whole attitude is steady and stable. When we look to him in the morning, instead of looking to your horoscope in the morning, you know, because got a lot of people who do that too, you know, but, you know, but it's, there's a difference. You're relying on the stars or you're relying on the one who made the stars. You know, these are the things we have to think about. You find calmness and serenity if you, you know, when we devote ourselves to God. We look to him in the morning, and he'll give us the answers that we need for the day. So if we want peace, we must keep our thoughts on him and our trust in him in every circumstance. Like we said, this family that lost their son and um, our cousin who lost her son the week before and that, I can't imagine any worse circumstance in my life than to lose my child. I cannot. And when I think about the loss... I pray that God gives them hope, that they keep their hope in God so that they can remain in that peace because that's just an unstable time that it has to be so painful. So, you know, we just pray for those who have had loss in their their life like that. So if we're looking at the giants in our lives, we're not going to experience peace because whenever we let our guard down, and that hope erode and fade away, guess what? We leave the door open and everything looks like it's bigger than life. Everything looks like it's bigger than what we can handle. But if we hold on to God and keep that hope, he restores that peace. So the second thing we have to look at in Psalm 119.65, or 165, I'm sorry, and it says, Great peace have they who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. 
So we have to have, number one, our trust in him. And number two, we have to have a love for God's word. He gave us this so we can know his heart. He gave us this so we can understand who he is and how he wants to move in our lives. This is, this is our, our rule book. This is what we live by. This is what we go by. And this is the heart of God. This is how we know him. So if we love God and obey his commands, we will have great peace. So we can't walk in disobedience and have great peace, you know, and that's just it. Sometimes you get out of step. And let's face it, we all do. We all get out of step and we get out of the right thinking and we get out of what we should be doing or we get focused on our own lives, you know, which we do have lives. It is a different time. It's a busy world. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday up at the shop and he said, you know, I remember when everything closed down on a Saturday evening, like at 5 o'clock, and nothing really opened back up until Monday morning. So if you're going away for Sunday, you had to get your gas Friday night or Saturday night because you're out of luck. And he goes, and then everything was closed Sunday. He goes, I'd love to go back to that simpler time. You know, we work ourselves into the ground. For what? Why do we strive so hard That robs us of our peace because you're so busy doing, 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 and going and going. For what goal? Even in our jobs, we have to keep God in it, a balance that if he's there and you're there to do your job and you're doing it the best you can to the glory of God, but we can't overextend ourselves either because when we overextend ourselves, who suffers? We suffer, number one, because we get to be a physical wreck. And our families suffer because we're away from them. So there's just times when you have to just step back and keep it simple. Just stepping back, keeping it simple. And like we said, now we have our trust in him and the love for his word. You know, get together. If it's you by yourself, take a couple of minutes and get alone with God and his word. If you have a family, hey, just strike up a conversation and, you know, bring up a Bible verse or something that you like and... Read over it and ask them what they think about it. You know, there's different things that we can do. And the last thing is the working of his, the working of God's righteousness produces peace, okay? So Isaiah 32, 17. It says, let me see here. The effect of righteousness will be, the fruit of righteousness will be peace, quietness, confidence forever. Hmm, wasn't that something? The effect of righteousness will be quiet and confidence, quietness and confidence forever. Yeah, the fruit of righteousness will be peace, and the effect of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever. So there's the things we have to think about too, and there's one in James here, James 3, 13 through 18. And that's James 2. So that didn't look familiar there. Okay. James 3, 13 through 18. It says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by the deeds done in a humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. 
For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from above is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. So those are just words to live by. Now the fruit of righteousness will be produced only by yielding our lives to the Holy Spirit. The more we get out of stepping back and listening to what God wants, because, you know, he, he'll speak to your heart. He'll speak to you through his word. The more we just connect with him, he'll show us what he wants out of us. He'll show us where we need to be with him. And he's not going to smack you over the head, you know, but he just leads us gently, you know. He, he leads us to where we need to be. So both in the Old Testament and the New Testament uh, point to the promised Messiah who is called, in Isaiah of Jesus, we said he's called the Prince of Peace. And in Isaiah 53, he brings personal peace. And also in Ezekiel 34, 25, and also 37, 26, we see that he brings cosmic peace. Now, what we're saying about this, remember at Jesus' birth, how the angels proclaim peace on earth and goodwill to all the men? So we see that that's what we're saying when he says cosmic peace, you know, to everything and everyone. So in Ephesians 2, 11 through 22, by Christ's death and resurrection, the hostility and barrier between God and man has been removed so that he who is our peace brings a covenant of peace to men and makes peace with God through the blood of his cross. So these are things that we need to think about when we think about peace in our lives. And we also need to think about, we need to have hope so that we can experience that peace. Psalm 34, 14, I believe that's when it says, seek peace and pursue it. So we also see that the man who, the man made at peace with God must pursue peace. It's not something that we just let go. It's like, okay, yeah. Because again, if we don't have our hope, we lose that peace. So we pursue peace by keeping hope, keeping our trust in God. So we need to strive for peace and don't be hard to get along with, you know. And when life is difficult, don't focus on the giants because that's where we get out of step. This is where we leave that door open for other things to come in and ruin our peace. It upsets us and it gets our eyes off of where we should be or we start to think, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I'm not big enough. It's just me, you know. Then we have the doubts. The doubts come rolling in and you lose hope. So there are times uh, whenever peace is disrupted if truth isn't being presented, but we always have to make sure that we present truth, you know. So that's what we have to do. So we have to pursue peace so that we may grow in unity and love, and we are to pray for the peace of our communities, our nation, and I think we forget about that. Our country is really in a sad state of affairs because a lot of people just want to do what they want to do. They don't have no hope because they don't know the God of hope. They have no peace because they don't know the God of peace. So we need to pray for our communities. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray for those who are so caught up in their own thinking a lot of that's going on today, you know, where they're mixing a lot of things together to come up with their own religion and their own thinking or to water down the gospel that certain things are okay and other things are not. To me, you know, sin is sin. Don't get me wrong. Sin is sin, and we all have to turn from sin. But when people blatantly stand up and raise their hands and say, it's not sin, there's such a blindness 
in the world today. So we just need to pray for our community. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray for this nation. So not just for an absence of conflict, but also that the peace of God that only comes from knowing Christ can be revealed to them. So the peace of God which keeps our hearts, it passes all understanding. And we just need to just look at ourselves. And if we're not experiencing peace, look and see what we're focusing on. Have we been distracted? Is there something really going on? I mean, look, sometimes we go through painful stuff. And sometimes you're the only person who knows it. You know, but if we just focus on those things, it robs us of that peace and of that hope. So we need to just focus on Christ. And then he will restore peace to our lives that only he can restore. So the one thing I wanted to look at was when we restore hope, it restores peace. Don't forget that. And I want to close at John 14, 27. It says... Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. That's what Jesus says to us. Do not let our hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. To have the peace of God is to know and have the God of peace in our hearts and in our lives. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you that you are our hope and you give us hope, that you are our peace, Lord. And Father, we just pray that you would just sustain these in our lives. Lord, when we're going through the darkest valley or the darkest that we never experienced, Lord, I pray that you would just continue to let the hope and peace grow in our hearts and in our lives for our friends, Lord, who may need this touch, for our community, Lord, for our country, Father. I pray that eyes would turn to you and that hope would be restored, Lord, and that there would be a peace in the hearts of our nation again. We thank you, Father, for the opportunities that you give us every day to meet with people, to offer them grace, to offer them hope, Lord. So I just pray that you be with us and speak to our hearts, Lord. And as we, in our day-to-day, everyday lives, Lord, come in contact with other people, I pray that you give us the words to say, that you give us the comforting things that they need, or whatever it is, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. We're done now.